Well, good to be back with you guys again today. Today, I've got my uh, North Carolina Cup that uh, is a, uh, representing the North Carolina Baptists here uh, for some coffee this morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Good morning to you. Hi, son. You know what my coffee cup looks like. You know, I'm reminded this morning, I feel like the word and the coffee are so similar um, and that ideally you're doing them every day, but right. some days you feel like you need them more than others. Um, and just this, this is an, it was an early morning for me. And so I felt like I needed the coffee, but then as you get through it and you're a little more tired, you realize you need the word too. So excited at that, you know, we came up with this name of this woods and the word getting coffee, the coffee and the word, man, they're very similar in how they affect our lives and you need them both every day. Need them both. One in each hand is preferred. So, yes, I I have, um, I I don't have anything clever like that with the exception, um, Uh, in unclever fashion. I'm very happy to be here. And um, I have worn purple for this episode for all of our Charlotte uh, and uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, (laughs) Carolina Panthers loving fans uh, since we uh, last have uh, met each other, at least via recording. Uh, The NFL schedule has come out and um, the Minnesota Vikings wearing purple. Uh, The team uh, with whom I work is coming down to Teal country to play Bryce Young, Adam Thielen, Jeremy Chin and uh, Pastor Randall's Carolina Kitties, and uh, we are going to be bringing a fury with us in early October. Can I get a witness? And I think that'll preach. Amen. That'll preach. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Speaking of thundering horns, we're uh, hordes. We're dealing with the Babylonians today, coming upon the Israelites in judgment. So it sounds like similar things may await us in the fall. We'll have to wait for October to see what happens. But we are looking at Habakkuk, and Habakkuk is a very interesting prophet of God, about uh, 600 B.C., and he's watching all the evil and turmoil in Judah. Uh, Israel has already been carried off into captivity, uh, captivity years earlier, and Judah has been promised the same by a holy God, and yet Habakkuk is complaining to God. He registered a complaint that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. You know, God, why are you just why are you just sitting there while evil wins the day? Why aren't you yep. doing something? And then he found out that God was doing something far beyond anything he could imagine, that he was going to use their hated enemy, the Babylonians, to first bring judgment upon Judah and send them into captivity into Babylon for 70 years. And then he would deal with Babylon appropriately for their evil ways. And so he rebukes God for that. He's like, couldn't you come up with a better plan than that? Why are you using the bad guys to deal with us? And so uh, last time we began a a little bit of a discussion in chapter two that I want us to dive back into. Um, And so chapter two opens with Habakkuk uh, rebuking God for such a crazy plan to use the Babylonians. And he says, I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And so he's complaining to God. He's waiting for God's answer so that he can straighten God out on what this plan is all about and how they might be judged more. That's always a good idea to try to straighten God out. Exactly. Can you imagine? And, and um, so, but well, we, you know what the sad thing is we can imagine. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, but we live it every day. <laughs> we do right. that. 
Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time we had this come, we don't have to think very far back to the last time we had this conversation with God. God, what are you doing? And why are you doing it that way? And could you not come up with a better plan that would be more in line with my desires and my ideas? And Habakkuk had the unfortunate nature of that his thoughts are written down for all of eternity here. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, right. Like, why like you write this down? We think these thoughts often, and if someone wrote them down and put them in front of us, of a, here's the conversation you just had with God. Yeah, I think we'd blush often when we read it and be like, whoa. Right. I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Forgive me, Lord. Um, and so let's, let's, let's read a little bit of God's response and then dive in to talk about it, because there's some, just some incredible sovereign truths here from the Lord sitting on his throne. Verse two, he says, and the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him but the righteous shall live by faith. Moreover, wine is a traitor, an arrogant man who is never at rest. His greed is as wide as Sheol. Like death, he has never enough. He gathers for himself all nations and collects as his own all peoples. He's talking here about the Babylonians and, uh, and the, the leaders of that uh, wicked nation. Shall not all these take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddles for him? And then he's going to pronounce five woes on the Babylonians. Again, he's using them to judge Judah, but now he's going to pronounce these woes upon them. Uh, woe to him who heaps up what is not his own for how long and loads himself with pledges. Will not your debtors suddenly arise and those awake who will make you tremble? Then you will be spoiled for them because you have plundered many nations. All the remnant of the people shall plunder you. For the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. So justice is coming to the Babylonians. He's assuring um, Habakkuk of that fact. And he goes on and pronounces these woes. We're not going to take the time to read them all. Uh, maybe we'll dig into them a little bit. But when he gets to the third woe, woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Behold, is it not from the Lord of hosts that people labor merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Let's stop and talk about that much of it there because the Lord just kind of hammers home the point here. I'm accomplishing my purpose. Uh, the Babylonians will be dealt with justly and perfectly after they judge you, but I'm going to accomplish my purpose, which is to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. What do you guys, what do you guys hear in these first verses of this stunning rebuke response to uh, Habakkuk's questions? Sun goes first. Okay. <laughs> um, that verse 14, I love that you're calling that out because that's really God taking his message to Habakkuk. So he starts this chapter two speaking to Habakkuk right. personally. Right. Um, and now he's taking, he's like, Habakkuk, what I'm doing in your heart here. So you've come to me with complaints. You don't understand what I'm doing. I'm showing you who I am and what my plan is. 
I'm telling it to you. I want you to live by faith in that. But yeah. then he transitions and now he's taking that. He's like, what I'm doing in your heart, I yeah. will do for the entire world. I will. There will be a time when the earth is filled with the knowledge, the understanding of who he is, of the glory of the Lord. Right, right now, and, and we're in this boat right now. We look around and you're like, golly. Evil's winning. Evil's winning. There's it, just in our own country, the number of people that say they believe in God is dwindling. The, the percentages are growing to a point where they've never been um, in the history of this country. But across the world, we look and we see, man, it, it feels like God is decreasing. And what God's telling Habakkuk is, um, no, I'm not. Right. Um, and the way this all ends is that this entire planet will know who I am. Yeah, right. Well, the, the, the way I see it, it's there are a couple of things here. Um, one off what Isaac said about, you know, we, whether it's mental warfare with kids, teens, adults, or whomever, really trying to figure out who they are, despite who we know God made them as. Uh, so that's one facet where, where Isaac's like, you know, golly, it feels like fewer are heading to the Trinity, to God, to Christ, recognizing the Holy Spirit scripture and stuff like that um and and it it feels like evil is prevailing on earth which i believe we know it is you know per revelation 12 when uh when the the dragon the devil and his angels took a run at heaven and archangel michael took care of that and down they go metaphorically or, or paraphrasing excuse me it basically was said okay well i can't win heaven so I'm going to torment your creation for the rest of existence. Mm. And God paraphrasing in Revelation 12 or through there basically was like, I know. So the checks and the balances, well, here we are. I mean, from Adam and Eve through Revelation 12. So he can, he is going to win a lot of battles for a long time, but he's not going to win the war. And the Bible specifically in this Habakkuk part, it really hits my heart, the assurance of a father treating Habakkuk and those for two, three, 3,500 years, whatever, reading it, I'm your father, trust in me, because it's not, it's, you're the sheep, I'm the shepherd, shepherd, right. this is not about the sheep, this is about the shepherd, so trust right in my love for you through all circumstances and the righteous will be justified. Okay. And I like how, you know, sp specifically with the, the nice, soft, calm tones with which uh, pastor Randall reads things. It just really, really uh, just puts so much peace in my heart, the way you read these passages, Randall. And, and it really built it up as a father being like, all right, now I love you. I'm always going to love you. We, we've had some, uh, you know, we've had some uh, second guessing here, which we know we're not to have. And then, boom, he gets into what is coming hard. So I think that has a really good father-son relationship to it mm -hmm. in its own right. And, um, and the A topic in Habakkuk 2 for me, and I'm not going to read the whole thing here because um, I don't know if the pastor wants to move on to something else or not, but mm -hmm. it is... It is a Habakkuk 2, 
uh, verse 4, Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith. Hmm. I mean, if you're into tying common threads from the Old Testament to the New Testament, which has been Randall and probably Isaac's life, and I love doing it too, you, you, go, to, you go to Romans 5, 1 through 5, and the right. Apostle Paul talking about being justified by faith. It's basically the same thing, you know, at yeah. least the right. topic of it. And, you know, I find that to be very, not reassuring by obligation, just reassuring because that's what the greatest story ever written has shared with me as a father to his newest three sons to whom he's chatting, Randall, Isaac, and me. Right. And, and, you know, when Paul wanted to make his points in Romans about faith and how critical it is, he reached back to this very verse oh. and quotes it in Romans. And it yeah. was when Martin Luther was reading Romans and he got to the just shall live by faith that that started the Protestant Reformation over wow. 100 years ago. Uh, so this verse, God, God didn't just mean it for Habakkuk. Amen. And he didn't just mean it for Martin Luther 500 years ago. Yeah. He did it for all of us. This is how you live. Yeah. You live but he also faith. didn't just mean it for Jonah walking into the mouth of the fish. Exactly. And Job and, and so on, you know? All the stories. Yeah. They all come down to this basic point. Are you going to believe God and do what he says and rest in the fact and wait on him? Because he told him in verse three, the vision is sure. You can write it down uh, for the appointed time. It's coming. It may not yeah. be yet. It may seem slow to you, yeah. but it's not. It's right on time. And, and so you can trust it. And so I am at work, Habakkuk. I'm accomplishing my purpose down to the littlest detail. You can trust me. And you trust me. And you can you can really you can abide in and hold on during anything that happens, even yeah. judgment of the wicked Babylonians. So fasten your seatbelt, buckle up, live by faith, regardless of what happens. Yes, well, sir. you know what I love about that phrase because, uh, like Paul Allen, not Paul. <laughs> we don't know Paul. It's we Gossip, can go right? real Paul and <laughs> new Paul, new Paul, new, new Paul. Paul. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like New Paul, I'm, I was drawn to verse four and that phrase live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. And for me, it's that it's the action of that. It's the verb of that word live. live by faith. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think um, we can we can misapply what faith is. Um, to me, faith is belief in action. Um, the, you know, the Bible says even and Paul, my, New Paul might have mentioned this in a earlier episode you know even the demons believe yeah. in who jesus and they they actually know to a more degree uh, a higher degree of certainty than than we do right because yeah. they've experienced him in person in some encounters right, right. of who christ is mm. um but they don't live by that faith they live mm. by faith in oh. themselves um and and so there's that that action item so we can we can believe, we can think, we can have faith in thought, right? Uh, where you can claim Christian faith. Uh, a high percentage of Americans today claim Christian faith, right? But then a much lower percentage believe the Bible's true, or yeah. actually live 
their life, make the decisions that come with each day based on that faith. Yeah. And that's so to live by faith is different than to say you believe something. To live by faith is to let that belief actually impact and affect the decisions you make. So how you live out your life, is it impacted by what you believe about God, about Jesus, and what he's doing on the planet? Um, and and, so and Pastor, <clears throat> Pastor, just to amplify that for a second, uh, new Paul here, uh, <laughs> just outside Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, may God be with all of us. <clears throat> you know, Isaac hit something so powerful that I can't speak. Your, your church's name is Midway, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I can't speak for Midway, my church, faith, my church, faith, family, biggest churches in the world. I have no idea. I, I just, I, I, when it comes to what Isaac said there, that evil, the devil also knows of the spirit that controls everything. Okay, so again, when I get back to Revelation 12 and some other parts in the New Testament and probably in the Old Testament, is the scattering of the evil that has transpired for decades and centuries, that that is permitted by God's will. Right. And that's what the Bible teaches. That's not New Paul's opinion. But um, <laughs> the you guys will know where it is. Quick twitch, I don't. It's when Jesus rolled up maybe in Matthew and there were the pigs and mm -hmm. the evil spirits were like, ah, oh, great. Ah, oh, great. All right, what have we done now? Um, yeah. Leave, leave from here or whatever. And Jesus, is that in Matthew? That's where is it's that? In, it's in Matthew. It's in Mark chapter five. It's it's, it's okay. in three or three of the gospels. Right. Yeah, it's it. It's in the gospels. Um, yeah. uh, for those watching who don't know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, but then the evil spirits go into the pigs, and right. the pigs are metaphorical for swine. So now in 2023, we're going to have newbies going, yeah, but what about the pigs who ran <laughs> off the cliff with the evil spirits? Right, yeah. Those poor pigs. Poor pigs. I mean, you talk about being in a middle seat, 23B, and worrying about who's next to you, and you don't have any elbow room, mm. and you can't get any service from the flight attendant, and you're worried about your connection, as opposed to air traffic control with the overarching view of everything. You're you're way way lost on the details, man. If you're worried about the actual pig, <laughs> um, and then they all go off the cliff, you know, and there go the evil spirits. And there's so many lessons in that, but it really hit my heart hard what Isaac said about about the devil and and evil spirits, right. knowing God and understanding who who the boss is and who the father is here and who tossed him out in the first place, and then in that moment in in the Gospels when their evil spirits go into interestingly swine mm. and swine walks up and, and that's it into the water. I think that's unbelievable. Right. And it's the evil. See, it's a, it's a great tie-in because it's the evil of the Babylonians that causes a back at great concern here. Yeah. God, yeah. don't you know how bad those people are? Uh, yes, I do know how bad they are. I'm judging every bit of their badness. That's what all these woes are, but they work for me today and, and they're going to accomplish my purpose. They're not, they don't know they're doing God's work. They're just yeah. being the evil Babylonians, but I'm going to use them to judge you. And then yes, I, I've kept a ledger of everything they've ever done or thought, and they will pay for that. Um, and so, yes, I do know who they are. Habakkuk, thank you for that. That's asking. beautiful. But, but I am accomplishing my purpose, and I can do that any way I want. 
want and I don't have to explain it to you. The fact that I am explaining it to you is just grace. But you need to understand as he wraps up this portion with verse 20, he, he talks about the idol worship of the Babylonians and the craziness of, of worshiping an idol that you carved with your own hands uh, and how people can't see <laughs> how ridiculous that is. Uh, verse 19, woe to him who says to a wooden thing, awake to a silent stone, arise. Can this teach? Behold, <laughs> it is overlaid with gold and silver and there's no breath at all in it. Wow. That's ridiculous to, to worship <laughs> idols like the Babylonians do, yeah. but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Habakkuk, I'm on the throne. Uh, I'm where I've always been, seated on my throne, directing the affairs of the universe. And I'm watching over you and the Jewish people because you are my special people. I have a mission for you to be a light to the nations because I am going to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God. That's what I'm doing. I like that God in his description there, he's talking about the idols. Um, and he basically says, does that preach? Yeah, I didn't that know that until just now. He says, does that preach? Yeah, no. you're talking to a wooden thing. You're talking to a silent stone. Yeah, and trying to get that—that doesn't preach. <laughs> yeah, that won't preach. Right, that won't well, preach. And, and that, and that also—I mean, this is an absolute tie, uh, via the Old Testament, obviously. But back to—I think it's in Kings. I can't remember where it is in Kings, but Elijah—you know, one of one of God's most upright mm-hmm. in the history of the history of the history of the history. You know, when when dealing with uh, it was it was Baal, the Assyrians mm-hmm. were praising, correct? Right. And then, you know, he, he, the story is unbelievable. It's like the number one part in the Bible where God had a prophet, an actual man, trash talk yeah. the, <laughs> the, the Assyrians. And, right. and that's, that's yeah. a little bit of what this is like here mm-hmm. um, in Habakkuk, where back in Kings, Elijah was like, you know, all right, well, where is he? We've been waiting around six hours. Uh, right. now we're waiting around eight. Is he going to the bathroom? Did he get right. lost? Shout <laughs> louder. Maybe he can't hear you. He's on vacation. Yeah, we can't hear you because yeah. you know what? He does. Balaam. Baal does not exist. This wooden. This wooden thing, as it just said in Habakkuk. This is ridiculous, and this is idolatry. This is a false idol. Now, this is this is something wooden or a gold pig or whatever. Whatever it is. But it's such a wonderful metaphor for life with what is our what are our golden pigs, wooden bale? What what are we what making have we created in yeah. our lives than God? Well, given pride is the root of all evil, the Bible teaches, and and with all due respect, I would imagine even just a little bit maybe for pastors sometimes, <laughs> but you know, for those of us who are not, you know, then we will we will sin and repeatedly sin and be like, you know what? I don't love it more than God. And anytime God tells me that I need to eliminate it in my life or shows me a sign, then I will eliminate it. While I agree with that, and biblically speaking, it is it, it is technically right. It's also pushing the envelope a little bit with God's right. word, God's will. Right, I'm gonna wait till he tells me I shouldn't do it. I already yeah. know I shouldn't do it, but right. he didn't tell me that. Because maybe suddenly it's okay today. Maybe he's changed. So this is this is just so powerful. Uh, the Lord is gracious to Habakkuk to give him the truth of what's going on. Um, that the plan is unfolding. Uh, 
Um, he can trust God. Uh, God is on his throne and God is accomplishing his purpose. Uh, the nations will hear and know who he is. Whether they choose to believe it or not, they will know that he is God. Uh, well, and he's, and he's, speaking, uh, he's speaking to all of us here too, right? Like he's talking about yes. the Babylonians um, that they're going to know, but he talks about the entire earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord um, and telling us that the Lord, he's in his holy temple and yeah. let all the earth keep silent before him. We're a part of the earth. And so yeah. it circles back to the beginning. Not- God started with Habakkuk and you and like the way that you get to this point before I force it on the rest of the world. Right, the way yeah. you get to this point by choosing is to live out by faith. And so but it's, it's, we, go ahead. I was going to say, we have the opportunity to sort of skip to the end um, where we can live our life with this realization, understanding the glory, um, the glory of the Lord today. We don't have to wait until he reveals it at the end. He's revealed it to us and we have him in us. Um, and so that we can skip to the end and go ahead and start living our life with this realization that God's bringing to the, to the earth later. And, and, and Isaac and pastor, tell me quickly, if you think, if you think that this is a good take on it uh, or, or a good way to look at it, because free will, God's will. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna start there. Okay. Well, Habakkuk is is implementing his free will, you know, because as as we mentioned in one of the previous two episodes, the Israel is corrupt. Okay, northern and southern, and and to have an appreciation for the genre two three thousand thirty five hundred years ago compared to the way we think now, it's just like you know, well, the pastor will preach on. That, that story about the evil spirits and the pigs, and you're going to have people in the congregation or who maybe watch it going, poor piggies. Yes. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not seeing the forest for the trees. Right. And Habakkuk's exactly. not seeing the forest for the trees here in right. that he's like, he's worried about evil being used to discipline the ultimate child. Eventually what's going to be described as the bride uh, the home to the Holy Land. So Habakkuk's like, this sucks. Why are we doing this? They're awful. And oh, by the way, we're talking about Israel, which is like, it's unbelievable to Habakkuk and, and whatever. Well, God's like, you know, you know, certainly not speaking for God, but just interpreting. Really? You don't think I love it? You don't think I'm crying right now? You don't think right. that I'm full of woe and mm. sadness and mm-hmm. the angels, their daubers are down because of what is happening? <laughs> to this wonderful, wonderful land that eventually is going to be, by the way, the home to the Messiah. And I can see Christ coming and you can't. Mm. And yet you're going to let your will, Habakkuk, be like, God, why, when does it end? And Mm. what's the purpose? I mean, so that's, but that's, I say it's ridiculous, but we're ridiculous too. (laughs) (laughs) That makes us ridiculous then because we do the same thing. And, and, uh, I know that these questions that we're going to see Habakkuk asking uh, as I preach this with my congregation, they're going to be like, well, yeah, that's that's the question of the day. What are you doing, God? Why aren't you doing something? That's got to stop being the question of the day. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I said this recently at a speaking engagement, and I didn't really get, Isaac was at it, where 
I didn't have enough time to go. It's tough to go down the road of, we got to stop with this. Right. That why and what's the purpose? Yeah. And I'm not, you know, nobody's trying to win the Christian power rankings here. Right. But that is such an important facet of one's heart guided by the Holy Spirit meshing with the Holy Bible. And right. it may not, like, you know, like, like we shared in one of the last two episodes. Hey, okay, uh, Philippians 4, verse 4, you're not to be anxious. Instead, give thanksgiving and supplication to the Lord. And then the peace of God will be with mm-hmm. you. We tied it to there's a difference between the peace with God and peace of God. And if you don't have peace uh, with God, getting peace of God is going to be really, really difficult. The right. peace <laughs> with God is you're going to be anxious. You're going to be sad. You might be depressed. You're going to be scared. And that's okay. But don't become a prisoner to it. And yes. Habakkuk has become a prisoner to it. That's right. the sin. God knows that's the sin. Habakkuk's about to learn, whoa, what was I doing there? But it's it, yes. if there was yeah. one thing that I could leave anybody with with, with this uh, episode that, that I am uh, just have the privilege of doing with Randall and Isaac is deep breath. And if it's something involving, let's just get to the heart of the heart, your children. Something mm. has gone amiss. Something's gone amiss with your health. Something's gone amiss with your spouse's health. You've lost a job. I mean, just go ahead and rank the things that are just awful and change the course of life. There, there just has to be, in my opinion, it can't linger, woe is me. Why God? What is the purpose? Right. Because then you're second guessing God. And I'm negative on that, man. So, <laughs> Well, you know what you just described, you know? Paul? You know what you just described is living by faith. If, if you can get in your personal life yep. where you don't even ask the questions that Habakkuk's asking. Thank you. Of why, you God, perfect. where are you? Living by faith. And that's why God pointed him here. Mm-hmm. Live by exactly. faith. I'll answer your question when you have yeah. it. So there's a freedom to ask the question. But yeah. living by faith is where you get to where you can get to the answer before you have the question. Uh, right. I don't know. I don't know what God is doing here. I don't know why he's doing this, but I do know who he is and I trust him. And I know this is all going to end with all of us knowing the glory of God. Um, and if you can get to where you live, that's just a smoother ride. You talk about the peace of God. Yeah. That's how you get the peace of God is that you, you get to the answer. You've asked that question enough that you know the answer from God, that you can start at the answer, start with his answer as Thank opposed you. to start with your questions. Amen. I love you on that. You described it succinctly. Thank you. Right. And, and that's beautiful. And that's a beautiful place for us to end right now. And when we come back for the next episode, we're going to see Habakkuk changed 180 degrees and praising the Lord. Yeah, he gets it. It's okay. He gets it. He he has shifted into faith mode, and he can't help but praise the Lord. So we'll and and those with the Midway congregation or those who follow this frequently, Pastor Randall is going to sing in chapter three. (laughs) Says Habakkuk sings. So he's singing like David in the Psalms and <laughs> and, and Selah, uh, Selah, however you say the word. Randall's going to do that for us. You've just put my entire <laughs> church family into a panic because everybody knows <laughs> if I start to sing, the room is going to clear and <laughs> there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when I yes. sing. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. This has been great. And we look forward to uh, continuing to live this journey of faith together. God bless you. See you guys.